What is going on, all you great people out there? Uh, just got in from work. Let's get to it. What is going on? Welcome to another great episode, Power to the Ground podcast. As you can see, I'm flying solo. I don't think Tiller got off work in time. He does have the link. He might be joining us in a little bit. Until then, I'm back to flying solo. So let's go ahead and click the clickies and, and do all that fun stuff that, that happens when you're when you're going it alone. Let me see. Bring up the chat just in case any of you guys want to talk some round three of pro motocross. It was a great race. Probably one of the best 450 races I think I've ever seen. It was it was absolutely outstanding. So as you can see, I am all cattywampus in the camera. Not much I can do about that right now. Rushing around. How to get the dog out. Uh, he's got a vet appointment, but he weighs 200 pounds. So the wife can't pick him up. So starting a little late, running around, doing everything. I tried to get it all started up by 4.30. As you can tell, by the time I am late. Let's get into some segments, huh? We got Bro Taco Hot Sauce. Sean over at brotacofoods.com was gracious enough to give us promo code PTTG for 20% off all of your Bro Taco hot stuff, hot stuff, hot sauce stuff. We'll get through this. It'll be all right. Come on, Doug. Let's go. Either way, use code PTTG for 20% off your order at brotacofoods.com. He's always whipping up some other stuff. He's always trying out new stuff. I uh, heard from him that he is working on some, some dry rubs. No idea when that will be coming out. So keep an eye out. I'm sure that it will be absolutely outstanding. Uh, last I heard, he was also trying to make some jerky with the dry rubs uh, for his dog. Although I'm sure if Sean made it, it is very easily eaten by humans as well. Because his dog eats steak and all that other stuff. So I'm guessing it is probably still good. We also have Sunstar Sprockets and Chains. Sunstar-Breaking.com. Email the support. Use anything with PTTG in the subject and get 30% off. And I'll tell you what, for this episode... Say Doug and Tiller are late. 24 hours late. If you can blast this out with 24 hours for this week only, they'll do 40% off. Your entire order at sunstar-breaking.com. Go ahead and email them. Email is support at sunstar-breaking.com. Don't forget to use code PTTG in the subject line so that they know it is from us to you and then to them. And don't forget 40% off this week because we were late. 
We'll get it all figured out, though. Also, while you're out there perusing the webs at brotacofoods.com, sunstart-breaking.com, sunstart-breaking.com. I think I said that right. I don't know. My mind is everywhere. It has been a fun week so far in the old moto industry. Uh, don't forget to stop over at power2theground.com. And let's try to get some of those uh, some of those pickums going. Other than that, we had a great weekend of racing. It was probably one of the best weekends that I have seen in quite some time. What did you guys think about it? Now, keep in mind, this is a live show. We do have live chat going. Um, so, I mean, I'm here alone. So you don't have to worry about me and Tiller going on some crazy... Uh, extravaganza talking about different stuff uh trying to do all that all that fun stuff um i'm just looking up some of the uh the pick'em stuff that you can get in on over there at powertotheground.com just looking it up it looks like tiller did get it all updated so if you are playing pick'ems with us please stop over there uh take a look at some of the results uh I, I'm pretty sure Jesse said that he was working on like a, a banner. The site looks different to me. Um, so he's always over there tweaking on, on stuff, doing different, doing different little actions and stuff like that. Other than that, we had two fifties, good old Jalik Swole. Where did that kid come from? He came out of absolutely nowhere. Sixth place. I think at the, at the last one, uh, seems like a real stand up kid though. Real nice kid. Um, He's bringing it with the overall. It, I mean, that's absolutely insane. So a 1-3 for the overall led seven laps in the first moto. Seven. So I don't know. I mean, great starts. Started first in the first moto and second in the second moto. So I love to see it, man. Other than that, round out your, uh, your top 10 hit real quick. We had... Jalik Swole coming in the number one top dog spot. Jet Lawrence in number two. Justin Cooper in number three. Cole Nichols in number four. Garrett Marchbanks throwing that old Club MX Yamaha right up there in number five. Austin Forkner in sixth. Ty Masterpool in seventh. Hunter Lawrence in eighth. Dylan Schwartz in ninth. And Carson Mumford rounding out your top 10 for your 250s. These guys all had great rides it's pretty crazy though that your top two aren't even old enough to enjoy an alcoholic beverage up on the podium like it's crazy especially when you got guys like justin cooper colt nichols um was it there was some some other some other guys that were up there that are been around a little bit garrett marchbanks is one of them and austin forkner slow slow start to the season but he does look like he is pulling it back together it's uh it's great to see i mean he hasn't raced outdoors since like 2018 or something like that so watching him really get down um and, and pull together a top 10 almost a top five is is good to see uh it was looking a little shaky there um it's nuts it's his first moto. He started 22nd. So it definitely looked like, oh man, here we go. Another, I'm not going to say a meaningless ride, but not a great ride from old, 
old Forkner putting one together, but then he, he bounced back strong, finished seven, six. So it's hard to hate on that. The kids pulling it back together. Uh, we also got Hunter Lawrence. Uh, I, I don't even know where to start with this one. So Hunter Lawrence <coughs> pulled the whole shot, put it down, ended up coming back around the line at 33rd past almost everybody finished eighth in the first one. And then he goes, doesn't pull the whole shot in the second moto, drops it again, comes back around the line on 36th, and powers back to 11th. That's insane to me. Just the way that he just pulled it back. What could have been a horrendous weekend for Hunter Lawrence ended up being, even though he didn't end up on the podium for his overall, he still ended up in the top 10 with what very well could have been the worst outdoor performance that we might've seen from him ever. So I have, I don't even know how to put that into words. I mean, the mental strength that he had to have just pulled out of seemingly nowhere to throw it all together, really get in there and, and knock it out is insane i i mean he passed 50 people 50 that's insane absolutely insane other than that we had the old suzuki rmz up there in the top 10 with dylan schwartz pulling together a, another great ride i will be very surprised if this kid doesn't get signed onto one of the uh i'm not going to say a full factory ride but at least one of the the top factory supported rides um i i would honestly be pretty surprised if he didn't he's doing some great things uh your 250 point standings after round number three we have jet lawrence coming in so far, red plate. Justin Cooper's in second. Hunter Lawrence is rounding out your top three. You got Jalik Swole with a great race weekend, really. Great tube motos, pulling himself up to number four. Colt Nichols in the fifth spot. Garrett Marchbanks in the sixth spot. Austin Forkner hanging in strong in the seventh spot. Jeremy Martin continues to slide back in the eighth spot. Joe Shimoda. He might have had the worst luck this weekend. What was that? Moto Moto 1 or Moto 2? I can't remember. Where his bike literally got stuck to the other guy's bike. I had like five guys there trying to rip it out. And then his handlebars are all jacked up. Uh, I, I don't even know how, how to go about like explaining that one. I don't know if the handlebars went in right behind the rear wheel and just twisted up and we're trapped up against the subframe in the rear fender. I have nobody really seemed to, to be able to explain it except the bikes were stuck together with his handlebars and the other fellow's rear wheel. I, I don't know. That's uh, or I guess it, it would have been the second moto. Yeah. Second moto. He did that. Uh, RJ Hampshire with, some bad luck broken chain leading the race 
Like, what can you even do about that? There's two things when you're racing that are the absolute worst things ever. One, fitness. If you don't have the fitness to finish it, when you do finish, you feel like shit. If you don't feel like shit for not being able to finish the race because of fitness, you probably should because that's not something that is super hard to change. And the second one is mechanicals. Mechanical failures, at least for me, are the worst because those are two things that can be prevented for the most part. I mean, if you're off even two, three percent, like what happens, especially at the level that these guys are riding two or three percent, you might as well just not even take it, take it out of the paddock, you know? Um, so that's definitely fitness and mechanicals, man. The two things that can be prevented that when they do happen and cause you to have a bad race are absolutely gut wrenching. And I don't even, I don't even know what to say. You know, that's, it's, that's horrible. Um, other than that, the two fifties put on a good show. They really did where the real fireworks though. Moto two of the four fifties was absolutely phenomenal. Might have been, like I said at the top of the show, one of the greatest motos that I have ever seen. I I don't even know how to how to explain it other than I wish I was there. So I've been to High Point a couple times. This is the first well, last year was the first year that I didn't go in in a handful of years. This year I couldn't swing it with work because I'm heading to Redbud and Ironman. Uh, I didn't want to take that much time off work and be away from my kids for that long. Um, and damn it, I wish I would have went watching it on the TV is probably, it, it, it's not even a comparison to watching a race like that in real life. And it really kind of bothers me <laughs> that I wasn't there. All I can do is hope that they bring it together, throw it up in red, Bud the same way those top five guys are, well, top six guys are. They're crazy. I don't even I don't even know how to begin explaining it. Those guys, I have a feeling, are gonna battle quite a lot throughout the course of this year. They all seem on pretty equal playing fields. Uh we'll see as the season goes on who's gonna have the mental toughness. I'm gonna make an early call here and think that old Dylan Ferrandis pulls off the old rookie season. Moto Championship. I did say something about it before we even started this. That if you put that dude on a 450 and you put him outdoors, great things are going to happen. And he has not disappointed. So I think the only thing that will keep him from winning the championship is going to be mechanicals or he gets hurt. That's the only thing I can see. Uh, that Yamaha is dominant now in both classes. I'm just going to go out there and say it. The Blue Crew guys are dragging those other manufacturers around the track. Um, I, it's crazy to see, in, in all honesty. So let's see how they all play out. And then uh, round three, your... Top 10 overalls, Dylan Ferrandez taking over 
the number one spot on the overall uh, with a 2-2. We had Adam Cincirillo in second place with a 1-4. Eli Tomac in third place with a 6-1. Finally get to see ET3 back up on the podium. Feels like it's been forever, especially from such a dominant performance uh, two years ago. I mean, three championships back-to-back. That's insane. Uh, we got Ken Roxon in the fourth spot with a 3-3. Chase Sexton in the fifth spot with a 4-5. Aaron Plessinger, sixth place. Justin Barsha in seventh. Moose Quinn in eighth place. Joey Savacci bringing home your ninth. And Cooper Webb finishing out your top ten. That's, uh, I don't know. I wish I saw more from Cooper Webb, not going to lie. I, I honestly do. Um, but, I mean, what can you do? You know, it's not a, not a lot can be done about it. Uh, coming off those Supercross woes, as they say, I don't know. I, he's never been super strong outdoors, you know. Um, we'll see if he can if he can turn it around and start pushing back up towards the front. Where is he in points? He can't be that far behind in points. Yeah, he's eighth in points. So it's not like he's having a horrible year. He's just not where I guess we would expect him to be. Uh, let's see. Dylan Fernandez. We kind of covered him. He, uh, I'm, what is there to say about him? That dude outdoors is insane. Absolutely insane. I think it's going to be a, a him and Roxon show. And then we'll get, of course, Plessinger, Cine Cirillo. Sexton, Barsha, Tomac, all kind of battling back behind those two. But I think I think if uh, Roxon can hold it together up in the old dome piece, we're going to see some great battles this year, some absolutely phenomenal battles between between those guys. And then, you know, your your third through fifth is going to be going to be great battles. Also, uh, Adam Cincirillo on that first moto looked absolutely outstanding and then when he dropped the bike i thought oh man like is this really how he's gonna lose the lead on the last lap in true ac fashion literally five feet in front of the flag stand like is that how this is gonna go it absolutely insane luckily he was able to keep the bike alive and he's a big strong boy picked that 450 up and pushed it right across the line uh Ferrandez was coming in too, but it also looked like Ferrandez had a little bit of the same trouble. Uh, he got hung up a little bit as well, but such is life, you know. Um, he had had Tomac, you know, finally getting back up on the podium. Not a super strong finish in the uh, in the first moto. I think that start is what really killed him. Uh, he he came across the line in eighth place. I mean, at the end of the day, we say it all the time. Either he's slowing down or everybody else is speeding up, but his starts just aren't there for him to be able to keep it together. You know, I mean, you can only charge so much, but when you're looking at, at a top five to top six that are equally as fast, maybe not as strong to bulldog the bike, but I'll probably say they might be a little bit smoother. Um, you're really, you're really gambling if you don't get those starts. And I think we saw that in the, uh, 
in the first moto. You know, we had Kenny Roxon coming in fourth. I, what is there to say about that? A 3-3 for fourth place. That's not great, not bad. Definitely helped Ferrandez out with the point standings. Now there's only three points separating them with a decent size gap, 27 uh, points leading back to Aaron Plessinger. And only 25 minutes late, we have the man, the myth, the legend, old Tiller, deciding to join us oh, wearing that God. KTM jacket. Apparently, he has not seen the manufacturing point standings where KTM is in last place on the 250s and, well, fourth or fifth place in 450s. But we'll get to that later. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Oh, oh yeah. Man, I've been trying to hold the fort down, trying to come up with stuff to talk about. Um, we all know that I have the gift of gab. However, when you're talking to yourself, it's not that fun. I'm sure you did a good job. You did a killer job keeping track of what time it is on a uh, Tuesday. Today, Tuesday. I have no idea. All my days feel the same, man. Show up to work really early, work until lunch, take lunch, come home, get ready to go pick up the kids, man. Uh, I had actually, no idea what time it was. Usually at this time, I'm out on a bike ride. So cutting into my gym time, man. It'll yep. be all right, though. It's all for the love of the sport. So. I'll just have to go twice as far tomorrow, I guess. I don't know. They say you're not supposed to have that mentality, but I still I want to win. So. I do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Miss well, one day, run twice as far the next. Oh yeah. That's uh what did you think of the four fifty moto two, man? I as soon as it started happening, I was scared to talk about it. Why? I, I mean, there was a lot of exciting stuff, but man, I I don't think that there are words that can paint the picture needed to kind of cover the that race at all. I, I just don't no, think No, you got to watch it. Yeah. It's unbelievable, especially just after everything I've said, um, all the talk we've had for the past, we're, I guess we're coming up on four weeks since the first moto first of the three motos we've had so far. Um, still crooked. Um, mine's crooked too. I accidentally hit my table when I was rushing around to get stuff and I didn't realize it until I already hit start stream that I'm crooked. I'm like leaned this way. <laughs> yeah. I'm, a tripod sometimes should be easier to straighten out. There it goes. Um, yeah, I was not expecting that that was something that we were going to see happen. Um, all while also, you know, everything everything else happening between, you know, Eli winning wasn't the only amazing part about that moto. I'm sure you've watched just as many videos about it since um, as I have. Oh, yeah. All day. <laughs> All the other guys, you know, the other top five were amazing in it, too. I just, it's not how I thought that was going to go. Yeah, I mean, that's, I was sitting there and I was really trying to pay attention to it all. But there was so much going on, it was actually hard to pay attention to. It was like a pass here, a pass there. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Like, 
a great move here, a great move there. It's mm-hmm. uh, and at the end of the day, it's, I mean, it is hard, especially when you have to go back and you're like, Oh, hopefully, you know, I can find that again. And then hopefully Peacock will actually let me replay the race. And if not, I have to try to find the highlights. And of course the highlights never cover at all because it was literally from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just hard, man. So like a lot of this stuff, you're just kind of working off a of memory or what you might've saw. And it's, uh, it is, it is kind of difficult, but let's backtrack a little bit though. How about Hunter Lawrence, dude? So fast. I was, that was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. And I was trying to think of the way I wanted to pose the question was, do you say it doesn't matter to an extent because he finished where he finished because of probably going to ramble through this before I kind of get to my point that it doesn't really matter. He didn't win. He didn't, um, he didn't even get on the overall podium. Did he? No, no eighth place. Yeah, exactly. Eighth place overall with an eight 11 finish. Yeah. So do you say that it doesn't matter because he's eighth overall on the weekend Or do you say, holy hell, he passed like 50 guys over the course of both races? Literally 50 guys. Yeah. Be- <laughs> and, and it's just kind of like, well, maybe if he wouldn't have had those incidents at the start of each race. I think I, I haven't made it back to watch the um, – the starts of each one yet in the two fifties, but if I'm not mistaken, neither one of those were explicitly just him. You know, he wasn't, he definitely wasn't riding alone and just had a dumb, dumb error, right? That, that one of them was, I think the first one, the first moto was the one where he had the incident with the one other rider, uh, just the one rider where they were, he was trying to pass him or, uh, push him off or, you know, that there was an incident that I think was, you could maybe kind of argue was a move he didn't need to make that ended up taking him down. But the second moto, if I'm not mistaken, was him just getting caught up in a racing incident that it is what it is. But yeah, so you say like, ah, well, yeah, yeah, of course he's fast, but doesn't mean anything. He still finished eighth overall. He should have, you know, had a played smarter moves at the beginning and just not put himself in those scenarios. So that speed could have translated to him possibly winning. Maybe. Or do you say like, ah, you know, it's, it is what it is. He messed up. So I don't know. I have a different perspective on like, I don't think you should be able just to choose one or the other. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot to be said about somebody that will mess up like that to where they're almost last place coming across the line on both motos and still battle back for an eighth overall. There is definitely something to be said about that. Yeah. Um, and that something should not be bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, and I think the way I usually look at Moto is, yes, you have your podium overall guys that you're like, hell yeah. You know, like they rode great, like Jalik, you know, I expect it out of Justin and Jet. But for for Swole to get up there, that is amazing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. And then you always have kind of your standout ride of the night. And I think the standout ride of the night is 100% Hunter Lawrence in the 250s. 
you know. Um, and that's mostly because what – so he had the whole shot and still came across the line in 33rd. You know what I mean? So that's a big deal to battle back. Whole shot, last place, battle back. <laughs> so I think it's a big deal where a lot of people would have just been like, oh, you know, I, I fell. The race is over. I can't win, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. It didn't seem to me like he had that mentality. That's a personal win, man. That's there. There's no trophy for it except in, in your own mind. So when that happens again, you're like, I did this last time. I can do this again. You yeah. Know what I mean? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I can't. That's it. And that's the type of mentality that I like in a writer when you can see that he clearly didn't just be like, oh crap. Well, you know, it's a bad day. Um, you know, he, he went with the, let's make the most of the bad day. Mentality oh, yeah. and rode the crap out of it. You know, I'm sitting here looking at his lap times in both the 250 motos. And yeah, he didn't, he never had the clear track to put down a, anything less than a 210 in, in the second moto when other guys were clearly going a lot faster than that. But, you know, that's like Cooper and his brother who had clear track for most of it. You know, um, yeah. even Jalik in, in the second moto, he, yeah, he didn't have too many incredibly fast laps either at the beginning of the race when, you know, they were all kind of more up front. Um, yeah, he was just Hunter's lap times were just steady and fast every single the whole time um, when he could. Yeah, when he could fit him in. He just he rode his ass off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh. other than that. I don't I mean, Caleb Russell finishing in in 21st with a 15 21. Not bad for having your motocross debut be uh, the same day as your pro debut <laughs> you know? oh yeah for sure i mean i had i was excited for him um fantasy wise i was expecting it to be a mutter uh because apparently the really dark green thing on on a weather radar for three hours over an area doesn't mean that it's pouring rain the entire time i'm not a weather person i didn't go to school for that i just assumed that meant it was probably going to rain it didn't really rain. It rained um, a little bit in the 251st moto. I think yeah. it, it rained a little bit. Yeah, I was just expecting um, torrential downpours. Yeah, from 12 to 3, the radar showed just green over the track the entire time. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, it's, it's, it's clearly going to be raining there any second now, and that's not how radars work. But, yeah, so I was that's, expecting uh, him to do uh, have an opportunity to show some real you know mud skills out there for – suffering through crappy conditions forever from GNCC. Um, oh, yeah. But even, yeah, even then still the 21st over um, a 21st overalls killer out there. And then I don't remember, was his injury mostly just the jaw injury or did he have other breaks or something from that? I don't what know. The accident that took him out. Uh, the only thing that I really heard was the jaw, but you don't just break your jaw on a motorcycle without hitting other things. It's not like yeah. a bar fight, you know, where mm -hmm. that might be your only injury. Um, so I would imagine like one or the other shoulders, probably a hip, stuff like that. So, yeah, I just couldn't remember. I was just trying to think through, but like to your, to your point, yeah, if it's, um, 
other than the fact that maybe if he just bruised up a lot of other stuff, then maybe some of the in, other injuries were feeling. Uh, Coda right says now. collarbone. Oh yeah. Oh crap. Yeah, that's not. That's not something you just kind of brush off comfortably ride through. You know. Yeah. Um, make it work. Yeah, he, I was I was impressed um, with him. There were a lot of good two fifty guys or mm, privateerish guys out there that did really well too for this race. Oh, Grant Harlan, he was out there this weekend. I kind of yeah. forgot about him for fantasy. I threw my fantasy stuff together really quick and completely forgot about him. I saw him on the inch or that he was going to be out there earlier, and I wanted to try to remind myself to look at him, but totally forgot about it. So that was actually the uh, the first race he has made this year. Yeah. Which I think it's kind of funny that he's repping um, Hawaii this year because he's out of Texas. Well, that's the they've been uh, they've been making a joke about that for even when he was racing Supercross this year, if not last year too. The for some reason his um, I think multiple rounds previous his uh, his hometown has been listed as Hawaii. Yeah, and he's uh, has not appeared to be a Hawaii kid. Nah. You know, I haven't looked at his birth certificate, but uh, I'm pretty sure he's not actually from Hawaii. Yeah, I don't know. Last I knew, he was from Texas. Yeah. But it's, uh, I was just flipping through that and I was like, well, that sticks out quite yeah. a bit. <laughs> um, but they did have, uh, from other places, I was surprised when I was looking at the entry list again. I didn't, uh, I think this was the first race for Dominique Thurry, too, um, to come back for the, the club team. On yeah, the Yamaha, and he did pretty good for this being his first outdoor race of the season. He hasn't yeah, raced in yeah. Supercross. Twenty twenty got two points, man. That's what counts. Oh, that hurts. A twenty third overall with a twenty twenty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He got points. He got yeah. points. That's good. Um, the two fifty. Poor RJ, man. Oh, I know. That's what I was going into it a little bit uh, on my little 250 rants at the beginning of the show. Like, I, I mean, what can you do with the chain? You know, it's not like something else where you like forgot to tighten down hub bolts or forgot to tighten down his counter shaft or, yeah. you know, didn't torque the head right or forgot to put gas or coolant in it or mm -hmm. and that kind of that kind of stuff happens. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, we were, I was kind of talking about that earlier. I mean, it's, uh, what can you do? It sucks. Those are the worst DNFs ever to have, too, is a mechanical like that. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. I can't even imagine what that, that feeling was like having that, having that pop up and take him out like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, I mean, what is it? Bouncing back over to uh, to four fifties. It's uh, there was something that I was looking at earlier. Oh, old Phil Nicoletti, still barely cracking the top twenty. Man, he is not going to be super excited come interview time. 
about all of that, which should lead to pretty interesting interviews. Oh yeah, then, he had, uh, I was listening to some of his stuff uh, about the race earlier. Um, I mean, he did, he did, he was doing really good in. Uh, I'd have to look at the lap chart, but I thought, I know he did. I mean, fourteenth in the first moto is not bad at all, considering the fourteen people that were in front of him. You know, um, yeah. I can't remember what happened in the second moto because I thought he was running up high in the second moto for a while. Yeah, also. he fell back almost eight spots. So I'm not sure what happened. That's uh, I expected a little more out of Barsha this weekend too, or at least to see him a little more than than what I did. Uh, same with Musquin, man. Like it, I, yeah, I, I just don't haven't seen anything flashy from him yet. I yeah. expected to see more something flashier from him before we'd see it from Tomac. Tomac's a hard one to uh, to judge, though, because he'll just go, eh, whatever, to, oh, I just set a track record. Yeah. <laughs> like, back-to-back. But uh, it's I'm just glad so to see... hard, this oh, one being ahead. the, um, you know, I kind of want to just stop thinking, you know, appreciate the mo- the moto for what it was and getting to see him do what he did in that moto and then just tell myself I have to stop thinking about it because one out of six, you can't do, it doesn't mean anything, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and struggle for the next um, two weeks being like, oh my God, is it just going to be the summer of Tomac? Can he come back and, um, you know, from a, uh, what are we at? 50, 47 point deficit, you know, can we come back from a 47 point decimate uh, or deficit to, to win this one with rides like that? He had one out of six to, you know, yeah, he had, he's the king of the current king of the outdoors, but that's, I mean, he's not going to have to look at the guys up in first and second though. Yeah. There's no way Tomac is coming back and, and fixing that gap. Maybe a top five. Yeah, it's not like he murdered last, you know, outdoors last year. If he would have murdered outdoors last year and he just had five and did a lot better in Supercross and then he had just five odd motos at the start, then I could be like, okay, then maybe he's back. Yeah. But the past year and a half to two years of actual races for him have not are not full of examples showing that, oh, crap, he figured it out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's I just looking at the papers in front of me or whatever, and I cannot explain to you how much it bugs me that Honda and KTM both have Works Edition and Factory Edition at the end of their bike names off of the, uh, what is it, Pro Motocross results or whatever. Yeah, like, W-E-W-E-F-E-F-E. Yeah, like no shit, you don't say. Yeah. <laughs> like... Did you just get some fancy new plastics and a little bit of bling on yours too? No, I'm pretty sure yours is the actual American factory edition and works edition. Yeah, it's you part know. of the whole homologation stuff for them is they get they get to make those kind of KTM figured it out, you know, figure out how to do that to come out with those put the trick the trick parts on the bikes. Um it was kind of cool. I mean, yeah, they're not real works bikes. 
like they used to be or like they run in um gps yeah gps or anything um it's yeah, just it's weird kind of to bother to me that on there yeah like pretty sure we all know what that what you're riding you know yeah. like you could legitimately just put like the manufacturer yeah yeah you put the just he's just on the honda 450 guys it's no big deal yeah um but i guess also at the same time it is the difference because then when you look at it it kind of does signify the the model that they're well also it doesn't matter because it's not like they're running the same parts that come on the works edition off the off the floor because then i was about to say it's like oh well then you can look at and see you know kenny's on the the works edition one but then poor jeremy hands on the normal 450r they're not even neither one of them are like the oh, factory yeah. 450r versus the 450r work position you know to your point it's just yeah like, he, yeah they're they're running the the honda frame and power plant everything else is something different you know That's uh, that is very true. And I saw Corey Karsten made it out. Uh, I think that's his first moto of the year. Didn't didn't get any points that I see. Yeah, that's his first moto. Uh, just in front of old Bryce Backus, which we'll get into in a little bit. Oh, thirty uh, third. Yeah. There we are. <clears throat> yeah, we had some some fast Freddy put in some good results. Heart, yeah, heart seventeen dude showed up. Yeah, he was. Uh, that's actually since we've already pretty much covered it all anyway. That's uh the old drive of the race, dude. Hart Ramps and Lawrence. Oh, Lawrence yeah. is gonna be hard to beat. Like for the year 50 is a lot <laughs> yeah yeah even yeah even with just one just one moto yeah being you know 25 that's that's hard only a few guys can, oh, yeah. are capable of that period oh yeah and heart ramp with 16 that's uh i did do these pretty quick but he was the highest one that that really jumped out to me at first i was thinking it was old dean wilson but he missed it by like two spots which moto was that in? Uh, I did both of them and then combined them together. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, Dean started out 23rd in moto two. Finished in uh, 12th. He went 12-12. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah he moved up a lap, uh, at least a position a lap in the moto two for... And he got diagnosed he with Epstein-Barr just before the race, too. I heard about that today. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. When he announced it. He put it up on his uh, Instagram or something like that, I think they said. That's still just looking at these results and seeing where he where he finished. That's the hardest part about this class right now. Thinking about it is a guy like Dean Wilson, it feels hard to say he's finishing around 10th or or further back in a moto, right? Yeah. But then when you look at everybody in front of him, you're like, oh, no, I could see him finishing behind Cooper Webb, Marv, Barsha, 
AP, Sexton, Roxon, Tomac. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. It, crap, it actually makes sense. It's not like the number matters as much anymore. It's about, it is, you know, the ranking of, well, who did you finish behind? Yeah. You know. That's not a good way to look at the race, though, man. No, it's not as much. It's not as much fun. I mean, there's a point where you still consider first, second, third. You know. Yeah. Um, but for a guy like Dean, it's like uh, you know, twelve sucks. But you know, did you think you were going to be able to beat these ten guys? All ten of them. I don't know. When I line up, I think I can beat everybody. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, your, your goal is definitely <laughs> to beat as many people as you can. You don't you don't get to the back of them and be like, "Well, I'm just going to chill here because I know there's no way I'm going to get around them." Right? You keep yeah. pushing. Um, man, yeah. But then you got guys like Cody Shock finishing right behind him and on an overall. That's pretty exciting. Oh yeah, there was a lot of uh, a lot of surprises. Um, like Cody Shock kind of surprised me. Uh, Canning, uh, uh, Tyler. I always butcher this dude's name, and he's up on my wall at work. Uh, Medaglia, he's another one. You don't see a lot of like super fast guys that come down just to race a, a and and do fairly fairly good. Um, Canning, I've honestly I don't think I've ever heard of him. Um, and I old fast freddy he kind of surprised me pulling in in the uh the top 20. i did notice that he switched to a ktm for outdoors though i only he... knew that because i remember looking up because i forgot what he was going to be riding um didn't he switch to a ktm right at the end of supercross too maybe i don't know maybe i can't remember um, but I do remember I had to look it up because I just wasn't sure because I knew he wasn't on a Suzuki. You know, the same he obviously wasn't on the team he was on last year when he yeah. was doing um, when he had those moments where he was up there around tenth or better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's there's been a lot of good results so far this season from guys like that. Um, so yeah, you get you know you got the top ten, twelve, full of those those factory. Are incredibly factory supported guys, but then the guys that are filling in the spots after that are still being pretty exciting because having uh, Art Ranth be able to show that he's still got something to go up there and ride right behind Anstey and Bogle. So, like, what is it? Shock's the only guy above Hart Ranth, really, that's really uh, not on a factory supported team. Um, uh, uh, I would venture to guess that there's a little bit more factory support than what meets the eyes going into that team because yeah. he's on Michael Lindsay's team. Are they? But is Honda giving the um, the 450 guys the same kind of support they're giving the 250 guys? You think? Or well, I, well, I guess it's the thing they the probably be giving team. the same support, but. Yeah. Uh, wasn't it part of the 250 split up? They'll be like, "Well, we can. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna take these two bikes under our for the Honda factory team, but then yeah. the rest of the support we were given to the huge Geico field. We're, we're gonna split up between um, Lindsay's Phoenix team and Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. So I was just wondering. I mean, at the end of the day, that that check goes in the same 
account. Yeah, if it's if it's support via money, which I'm yeah, I'm sure a lot of it is because they're not they're not giving them. There's not a lot of Honda parts that they're passing around. A lot of them are other branded parts that they're getting. So check support. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then that would make sense. Yeah. So he's probably getting a, a little bit more support there, but yeah, I mean, it's not taking anything away from him. Cody's still a, a good rider. Mm-hmm. Um, he was pretty good in supercross. He, he's doing pretty good so far in outdoors. Um, was he 16th in points? right behind Zacho that's out. So he's, he's, yeah, he's pretty much right there. Um, just behind Bogle, Anstey, Wilson, stuff like that. So yeah, he's within 10 points of Bogle, Anstey, and Wilson. That's pretty good. Yeah. That is pretty good. I'm interested to see if AC can hold it together. If AC can hold it together and we get him, Roxon, Ferrandez, flashes from AP and Tomac and Sexton, dude, it's going to be a crazy year outside if we can get all those guys together because mm-hmm. they all, on any given day, any of them can pull the fastest lap of the race. Any one of those guys can especially outdoors. So, which is, and that's where this could get exciting because to your point, any one of those guys in the top five right now, and apparently Eli in seventh overall can pull out the fastest lap of the race. Oh yeah. Or eight fast laps, you know, to take home one. Oh yeah. But right now, Frandis is in the lead with one overall win and then he's got a third second 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 so if this comes down to what we traditionally see what i want to believe i remember us traditionally seeing with outdoors is more often than not a lot of the overalls don't come down to a tight battle between two guys every weekend you know there's one guy that just wins the overall yeah. Um, whether it be because the luck of the draw with the numbers of the finishes everybody else or because they outright won that weekend. Yeah. But if you get a guy that like Dylan or I think Kenny's got the racing experience to think through this and understand that that same way, then we're like, okay, Tomac's on fire one out of six uh, motos. You know, I'm going to let him have it this weekend, but I'm going to do everything I can to comfortably – fight for a second overall, just like I got last weekend, just like the weekend before. Oh, yeah. Consistency wins championships, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing. I think that's going to be the exciting part is like we're still going to get to see great races, but then it's going to be interesting to see if it keeps playing out like that to where Kenny and Dylan are fighting for those consistent, you know, second thirds every race, even if they're not winning, you know, keep watching where they're finishing on their overalls and, you know, who else is like, okay, cool. You know, Sexton's up here finishing first this weekend. We'll let him have it. You know, you and I are going to battle for my first, like second and third because I want yeah. those championship points. Yeah. Definitely. That's, That'll be exciting I, to watch. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, I, I'm just kind of visualizing it in my mind. But yeah, it's, um, I don't know. It, it will definitely be fun to watch. I got to, 
I got four minutes before I got to jump off and go snag my kids, though, man. Oh, 10 4, 10 4. But it's uh, so let's jump into the old sauce it moment, man. So, your Bro Taco sauce it moment brought to you by Bro Taco Hot Sauce, brotacofoods.com, code PTTG for 20%. I say it was Brack. Bryce Backus, old number 794, finished in the 34th overall. Not his fault. He just tipped over in front of AC. Shit oh, wait, happens. was he the one that AC yeah. walked around? Yeah. Oh, I totally – I didn't even realize it's who that was um, when I was watching it. God, yeah, that was – I mean, yay for him getting getting the, the highlight reel. Um but yeah, you also don't want to be that guy, right? Because imagine if somebody else would have been right there. Oh yeah, and it would have cost AC AC the race. Um, I don't think AC's probably the only guy that I would have wanted to do that to because he's probably the only one that wouldn't just tear your head off instantly. Um, what can you do? Oh, you can't. But you know, just I'm just saying, as far as his his uh, personality, he's probably the one that's most likely to just stay even kill about it. Yeah, and just laugh at him and like that would be his exact response. He's like, "What am I going to do about it?" You know, um, yeah, and just and just roll with it. But, I mean, he did follow the lapper into the rut. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is what it is. Um, man, what about you, man? I don't know if I could if I could think of an exact moment out. This might be lame, but I think I'm just gonna have to go back to Hunter. Kind of did it to himself. Um, he had two two moments that put him on the ground that put him in the same position to have to then turn himself into the drive of the weekend. Um, yeah, I don't. You know, obviously the, there wasn't that big of a highlight reel for how he crashed. He didn't do something funny over the bars or anything insane, but. The fact that he ended up on the ground twice at the beginning of each motos. That's uh he sauced himself. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or put himself in a situation to be sauced. I can't disagree with that, man. Um with that though, I'm gonna jump into the uh to the old closers, man. So I gotta go pick up my goons. We got Game squad. Oh yeah, man. Got Bro Taco Hot Sauce, brotacofoods.com, code PTTG for 20% off. Also, don't forget to stop over at Sunstar Sprockets and Chains at sunstar-breaking.com. Email support with the code PTTG in the subject. And like I said at the beginning of the show, since we did miss yesterday and Tiller decided he was going to take his sweet time getting here today, uh, if you make fun of Taylor, I'll give you 40%. How about that? Oh, oh do it. Yeah. Do it. Also, don't forget to stop over at Power, the number two, theground.com. Hit up. Oh, shit. That's what I forgot. Hit up the Pickums. Uh, it was not a strong week in Pickums. Mm, no. It, not even it a little rough. bit. Yeah. It was rough. It so was rough. that's. Uh, We'll see if we can talk Jesse into into running down the pickums on Thursday. We don't have a lot of time today. However, thank you for joining us on this amazing Tuesday. It feels weird to rush home, do a show real quick, jump off, go get my kids. Usually I'm like I said, I'm riding my bike and pretending like this the day 
is over with completely. And then I got to go put my daddy hat on. Yep. But uh, <laughs> other than that, it's been great, folks. You guys have a great night, and we will hopefully talk to you Thursday, but definitely next Monday. Red Bye. Buzz next. Oh, yeah. I'll be there. <laughs>